Hi, welcome to McLaren Fans Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Donnelly. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my co-host, Sarah Merritt. Say hello, Sarah. Hello. Yeah. And this week, we've got a special guest star. Say good day, Jackie Inwest. Good day, everybody. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know Jackie Inwest, they live in Melbourne, Australia. And... Basically, uh, they live in Albert Park, almost. <laughs> they can see it from their window. <laughs> a beautiful part of the world it is. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got quite a lot to get through today, so let's get cracking. Um, I think, given what's happened at the weekend, I think the first place to start with is let's talk about the big accident, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, um, I was heart in my mouth. It was very much, oh, my God, I've seen nothing like this before. Uh, It reminded me a lot of what you see in some of the old documentaries and things like that. Um, But, my God, the bravery of the medical staff, the marshals, and, you know, quick thinking of Roman to get out of the, the sort of car in that sort of thing. You know, these guys go racing for what actually is our entertainment. And, you know, I'd like to just say that we appreciate it so much. Yes, we all know motorsport is dangerous, but we don't want to see that kind of thing happening, do we? Um, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, it's... I don't know about you guys, but when I saw sort of the monocoque after the sort of fire had been put out, I was like, how the hell did he get out of that? I, I still I That's... still can't comprehend how he managed to get out of that. But my God, I'm so glad he did. Oh, most definitely. I think the whole thing was, was a real shock. As the cars came round, we saw in the background the fire. Um, and at the time, I didn't think the commentators made much talk of it. I saw all this accident there and he's like, bloody hell, there's fire at the back. What's going on there? This is not the kind of thing we see. And you instantly think whoever's involved in that, whichever team they drive for, whichever driver, I really hope they're okay because this looks awful. This looks terrible. This looks like it's not going to come out well. Um, And yeah, it was, you know, I don't know about you, Jackie, but I I was crying when I watched it. I just found it so upsetting. Um, You know, even Nick looked emotional, my hubby, and he doesn't normally look emotional at all. So that was that was a sign. Um, and yeah, yeah, really shocking. So glad to see that that first shot we saw of Roman sitting in the safety car, himself very visibly shaken as he would be, was was the best thing to see because we all knew he'd got out of the car. And then when they replayed all those shots afterwards and we saw the photographs, yeah, I, th- I think it just left us all feeling really cold and, and knowing that that's not what we want from our sport. I know accidents happen, but we want to know the guys go out there and they're as safe as they possibly can be, don't we? Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I think it was the same in this household as well. Um, Whereas, you know, Michael doesn't really get up and and react, whereas I, I normally do, but he actually reacted before me. And I thought, oh, wow, what is, what's going on? I was too busy focused on Lando and Carlos at the time watching where our guys were. And then all of a sudden we see this fireball. And I think the scariest part 
for me was the fact that the cameras didn't focus on the accident for what seemed like an eternity. Yeah. Um, and, and you know generally when they're not focusing on an accident that it's not going to be good. So yeah. that was yeah. worrying. I, I, I couldn't believe when I saw him getting out of that car and it was just this big sigh of relief, um, and, uh, you know. It, it was the kind accident. of... Uh... Yeah, it's the kind of accident that you would expect to see in a movie about F1. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's I the kind that... of accident that you think Jackie Stewart was campaigning for more safety around, you know. Absolutely. The fireball, mm -hmm. the the Hollywood of it in a way, and I'm not I'm not making light of it in any way when I say that, but the way it went up isn't Absolutely. the likes of things we see nowadays. So and thank thank God for that, you know. Um, but yeah, to see Roman jumping through the flames um, in the way he did um, and getting himself out of there, you know, uh, thank thank God he wasn't knocked out or anything like that. Um, yeah. And again, I, I just say, I know we're the McLaren podcast, but at times like these, this is about the F1 family, what we oh. call the F1 family. Hmm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, I don't know if you've got, the same sort of uh, coverage as we did in us in us, um, but we got uh, an interview with Ross Braun after the mm. uh, after the race, where they said, you know, that they will do the analysis, they will see what can be improved from it, and they will learn from it. And I think that's, you know, that's all you can kind of ask is, you know, do they need to change these kind of barriers? Do they need to change the design of the cars? Where, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure we're all thinking. My God, thank God for the halo. For the halo, but, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we all know some people are for it, some people are against it. But I think it's definitely, you know, you look at that and it's proved that this is this has worked. But I'm sure there will be improvements that come along from it as well. You know, it's all a learning thing. It's, it, it's very important not to stop improving on the safety side. It's yeah. never going to be 100% safe but let's make it as safe as we possibly can and learn from everything. I think that's really, you know, what they were saying. And they, really do, need, they really do need to investigate. It's how we came about with the halo in the first place was the, in, the investigation into Jules's crash. So it's not about blaming anyone. It's not a blame game. It's exactly as you said, Andy, um, they just need to keep improving. Yeah. Most definitely, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's leave that now. I think you know there'll be plenty of debate around it and everything else. Let's get on to talk about kind of the rest of the race um, and and kind of go from there. And and obviously spe specifically, can't even say it. I'm not been drinking uh, about McLaren and how things have uh, how things went over the weekend. Um, let's talk about Friday first. Um, I thought we looked really strong in the sort of free practice sessions. Um, I thought we were doing pretty much okay. Um, and obviously we were testing some of the new Pirelli tyres for, was it 2021, I think? Yes. Um, and it, it seems that the drivers weren't fans of that. Um, I'm not sure. It was Did Carlos set his best time on them? I can't. I don't know. Did the times count? I'm not quite sure. What did you guys think of Friday? Um, Jackie? Um, I, I agree with you um, in the sense that, yeah, obviously we were doing the, 
the Pirelli tests um, and there was, as usual, a lot of resistance, as there always is with change in any sport, in any industry. Um, And it was interesting because afterwards Pirelli did come out and say, regardless of what information we get from the drivers, we are going with these tyres in 2021. Um, And ultimately, I don't know who has the final say, but it, yeah, it's just interesting that you always get those those mixed reactions whenever we do try something new. Um, I think you know most people are not afraid of change, but they don't like change. Um, we all say we want something new, we want something better, but when we're offered those chances, it's very natural that we're resistant and we don't like it, and we're happy with what we've got at the moment. Um, and I think the most vocal of the drivers was Lewis, really, wasn't he? He yes. said, "If this is what they've got to offer us." I'd rather stay on the tyres we've got now that we've already had last season and this season. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, yeah, I think there's probably more to come on that. I don't know if they're going to do some more testing on them, um, maybe after the Abu Dhabi race, but we'll see. Uh, certainly, you know, they're the, the designed for a different car than what they're actually on, ultimately. So they might not be so bad. Mm. Um Let's go on to sort of Saturday because I think we've got quite a bit to talk about there. Um, and I think really we've got to kind of go to jump straight into Q2 and what happened with Carlos. And yeah, I was kind of um, very disappointed for him. Uh, he'd shown really good pace all weekend and um, it was a very strange sort of incident to just have the, the, the car lock up like that. Now, I'm not a brake expert, but luckily, one of us here is Sarah. <laughs> I know that you <laughs> like the brakes, don't you? It's one of I your do like brakes. I so do. I've got a, I've got your, a brake um, right behind me, right here. With now. your sort of brake expert hat on, just tell <laughs> us exactly what happened. Uh, so, so Andy, I know us. you're saying this to humiliate me because you know I don't know any more than you what happens to the brakes. <laughs> I, I just, I just like looking at them. I like brake discs. I will say though, he did look like he was doing a very fine handbrake turn down the car park by McDonald's. You know, that was that was the way it looked to me. It looked like one of the one of the boy racers had done a handbrake turn. However, it must have been quite scary for him when the car did that. Uh, yeah. You know, at, the, at that point, there's nothing he can do. Literally, he's out of control, isn't he? So, um, so yeah, I was, I was really disappointed because I'd hoped that was going to be a good session for him, for both of them. And it, and, it, and it just stops it for us then. It leaves you a bit sort of, yeah, you know, yeah. A little bit flat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you get flat, to watch yeah. um, Quali in Australia? We did. We, we delayed watched it because it was on at silly o'clock here. Um, so we delay watched it and you know same feeling and the same thing I thought was thank goodness I didn't stay up to watch this because I probably would have gone to sleep Um, but you know what (laughs) from Sunday it was a completely different story and that's all that counts yeah yeah and I think you know we're all thinking Carlos starting at 15th Um, I guess even Lando in ninth we kind of felt he was a little bit out of place maybe You know, I was yeah. kind of feeling. I had a, I had a feeling for sixth in the uh, in the order, but um, yeah, I think. And I think just... in Q two he gave us that impression, Andy. In Q two, yeah. we thought, "Oh, this is gonna, this is we're gonna be best of the rest here." You know, that's mm. yeah. that's how it looked. 
so yeah, so I, I came out of Saturday thinking, right, uh, slight damage sort of limitation. I was quite happy to see Stroll struggle because um, that helped us a little bit. And I thought, right, tomorrow, two cars in the points, that'll be great. If we can manage that, maybe we can get a fifth yeah. for Lando and a tenth for Carlos. Mm. It kind of just keeps us in that sort of race. Well, Saturday, Sunday, the race, well, blimey. Um, <laughs> it was probably the perfect finish for us, given, yeah. you know, a fourth and a fifth, best of the rest. Um, yeah, and, you know, that was that's quite um, quite a good result. Um, I'll get definitely. on to the points and everything else like that in a minute. But certainly, um, you know, we, we're looking at, you know, as that race was going on, I was thinking, hey, we're doing all right here. We, we've got a bit of pace. We, we, we're looking all right. The bit that made me think that was Carlos on the soft tyres in that yep. first stint. Nobody mm. else went that long on, on mm. even some, some people on mediums didn't even go that long. Mm. So yep. I was thinking, oh, we're doing well with tyres here. This is good. This is good. Despite, you know, obviously the um, the better stone that they have in Bahrain than what they had in Turkey, apparently, according to the coverage. Um, apparently, it comes from the UK. I'm sure you heard that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes from Wales, I think. Um, no, well, yeah, it, it comes from somewhere uh, near Shrewsbury, so it's on the on the Welsh English border. But yeah, right. so uh, yeah. so yeah, it, a good a good bit of the UK out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, what did you think of the race, and Jackie? Um, I, I mean, I, I guess you enjoyed it, and um, you know, given Absolutely. the uh, the sort of first lap incident aside, um, when we actually got down to racing, what was what sort of was your impressions? What did you kind of enjoy about it? And, I think we it just it was just one of those races for us. I think we made it look really easy, um, you know. And and same, Andy. I was thinking Carlos probably the best he's going to get here is 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 tenth. Um, but it's also interesting because not only did we have a good result, we had a good result where we didn't have a high attrition rate. So there was only three drivers, I think, at the end who didn't finish the race we didn't really lose any of the of the top teams and we still managed to get a very good result. Um, and you're absolutely right, those tyres, I don't know how he made them work, but somehow he did. Um, and, yeah, both showed really good pace. I mean, even Lando, um, both showed very good pace, overtaking, um, no errors on the driver's part or the team's part. It just gelled really well, didn't it? It was just one of those very easy-looking races for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Carlos couldn't catch Lando. No, he though, couldn't. You know, um, even, even the, t- the sort of tyres. So, um, was it a twenty-two laps that we managed on the soft, or was it a bit longer? I can't, I can't quite remember. Sounds about right. It was twenty-one, twenty-two yeah. laps? Yeah, but that that was definitely good. Um, what, what about mm. you, Sarah? What did you kind of take away from that race? Well, there was a lot of clapping in my house. Um, you know, every time there's an overtake, I'm very much, you know, I get quite excited by that. And um, and and there were a lot of overtakes, you know. I mean, it, we know they finished fourth and fifth. But just remember, Lando started ninth, so he gained five places um, w- with all the pit stops and everything else that's going on. That's good. But then Carlos gained 10 places, 15th to fifth. So, you know, we gained 15 places as a team in this race. Um 
and I know you 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 always say you know well done to Randy and the strategy but there's a lot that has to go right on top of Randy's strategy our pit stops have to be good obviously we have to stay out of trouble um yes it helps us when the pink and the yellow cars that we're watching very closely at the moment aren't as fast as us or they have incidents and people who are probably not McLaren fans would be going yeah but you only got up there because Sergio Perez didn't finish and all, and all those kind of things but it's very important to to note and I think you know Anthony Davidson would tell you this after his Le Mans finish you have to finish you have to get to the finish line every you know everything there has to be in alignment so it's 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 great to see that all of the the uh, ingredients in the cocktail went our way this weekend um yeah um in a way, it was a shame there was a safety car at the end because I was hoping that, that Lando might have gotten for the podium. But, you know, maybe, maybe that's just greedy, hoping for that as well on top of such a good result. Maybe that's what the um, the mysterious German situation was. <laughs> Still <laughs> yes, yet to find Abby, out what that is. Ted Kravitz is supposed yes. to find out about that. Yeah, it? if anyone Absolutely. out there listening knows what the Germany situation is, Please let us know. We're all ears. Yes, let us know because we're all curious. It's yeah. killing us. <laughs> and and um, more importantly, did Lando even know what it meant? <laughs> maybe we should ask him. Maybe we should all tweet Lando. Uh, this is what I need you guys to do when, when you listen to the podcast. Just tweet Lando and say, hey, McLaren fan podcast has asked us to tweet you. What's the Germany situation? And let's see if we get a reply. Um, <laughs> that would be quite fun. Um, like you say uh, about Randy and the strategy team, um, yeah, sort of big kudos to them. Their strategy for Carlos was brilliant. They had a plan. They, it worked perfectly well. And, um, you know, I think the early sort of safety car probably helped us a little bit, but we got places with those soft tyres against everyone else early on. And that really made a huge difference. Um, yep. I also read in the sort of McLaren uh sort of briefing stuff that they'd also on Saturday when they um, were doing qualifying he was looking out from the the, the the pit wall prat perch whatever we want to call it at the big flag on top of the uh secure control tower because you could see what the wind direction was much better than what you could see on the radar and everything else like that um it takes me back to sometimes when you used to watch the uh, the f1 in the sort of 80s and 90s where they'd say and there's a guy with a telephone in Milton Keynes telling us that rain's coming over Silverstone in 10 <laughs> minutes <laughs> um, so yeah so I think they, I think they did really really well I, I you know I like it like you say everything has to come together um, any, anything from you Jackie on that uh, no I, I agree with what you say it did it just went it just looked like it all went according to plan. It just flowed so well and they just made it look so easy. I'm sure if you got the strategy guys, if you got Randy and his team on here, they'll say, no, we failed here. We failed there. And this Don't didn't have to be Don't give the game away. <laughs> I, I always think it's that when, when Andy says they had the right strategy, Andy, they had about 50 different strategies worked Absolutely. out. You know? <laughs> they did. That's they the beauty did. of what they do. They have to be of ready course. to react and constantly evolve. So, um, so yeah, a job where you never get to sit and put your feet up because it's never done. That's that's what I always think for strategy. That's true. Yeah. 
Yes. Anyway, so, to us, it looked like the perfect race, and that's all we're going to take away from it. Yes, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we've, we've come out at the end of that, and we've got, we, we gathered a, a whopping 22 points that race, Woo-hoo. which is brilliant for us. So, we've got 17 points in hand over um, Tracing Point. Uh, we're 171 there, 154. Then we've got 27 over Renault. At one four four, um, that puts us in a really strong position at this point. There's still two races left to go. I'm not going to be getting the flags out just yet, but I'd rather be here with two races to go than where we, you know, where we could have been a lot closer. But you know, let's yep. just see. Uh, I, I think personally, my own, my gut feeling is we need a strong race out of these next two, and I think we've done it. Um, let's see what happens. Let's see what goes on. Interesting as well. We've got drivers quality, Lando eight, Carlos seven. There's another yeah. battle. And world drivers championship points, Lando 86, Carlos 85. There's a bit of competition in there as well, isn't there? The, yes, you know, they're neck and neck. Yeah. Um, but that, for me, that, that shows a really nice, well-balanced team. Both drivers yep. pulling the weight getting the points, real team effort, um, you know, and, and you know, let's see how it continues. Let's see where, at the end of the season, where we end up with that. Um, anything to add on that, guys? No, I just no, hope it goes uh, down to the wire again like it did last year. Um, yeah. Just a bit of extra fun for us, I suppose. But it shows, you're right, it shows that there is consistency within the team. It's not just one driver pulling their weight. It's it's both and it's everyone consistently coming together. And I hope that means that they actually are learning from each other and sharing their data in a, in a way that I think they are. Um, because, you know, this is the difference between being an individual and being part of a team, isn't it? When you see a lot of teams where there's one driver steaming ahead and the other's got no points, um, I always wonder what the other's doing to help to be that team player. Uh, well, I know they're all... Alonso and Stoffel that year. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, I still have to say it. I'll be very sad to see Carlos go. As much as I'm looking forward to uh, an Aussie arriving, Jackie, um, it's been a great pairing. He has. Yeah, it's been. They've been a great pair together, and I think it's worked out really well. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that uh, when Danny Rick arrives at uh, McLaren. He brings some cherry ripes with him as well, because we all know they are the best chocolate bar in the world. They are not. The violet crumble is far superior. Oh, no. Now we've really started a debate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, any any Aussies out there want to recommend us some Aussie chocolate? Or actually, send us some for free. That would be brilliant. Um, Well, yeah. Obviously, next week we're still in Bahrain. It's a different layout. Um, it's a bit more like Monza. Um, fast corners, fast straights. And we did quite all right in Monza. So I've secretly got my fingers crossed we'll do okay. And we'll see. Um, let's let's kind of uh, hope that we get some more good points next weekend and um, solidify that third place going into the last race. I mean, that would be perfect. You used a long word us. then, Andy. 
what was that last and or race? I can't. Seventy five. Yeah, I've written it down. Uh, <laughs> and that's the I'm, beauty of being friends on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I might use that again. Um, Andy, right. word of the week. There's a new yeah. segment for the podcast. Word of the week. I like that. I like that idea. All right. Um, I've just got a couple of things I want to just sort of shout out before we kind of chat with Jackie and West a little bit more. Um, uh, next week, we're doing the usual podcast, but we want you guys to get involved a little bit. We want you to send us your best Christmas F1 or McLaren gift ideas. Um, and we're going to go through some of our own, which hopefully might help you uh, decide what to get that F1 person in your life or yourself, the perfect Christmas gift. We've got uh, making a list as we speak. And we'll Are we checking ch- it twice? We will indeed check it twice because <laughs> that's how thorough we are, just like F1 teams. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I want to say is um, McLaren launched a prize draw a couple of days ago with Mind Charity, um, which is a great charity to support mental health in the UK. Um, um, and they're giving away uh, amongst all of the other stuff. Uh, two race one driver helmets, um, some bikes, some team kit. The tickets are limited, um, and I think they're the five pound a ticket, Sarah. I think yep. that's right. Um, if you've not heard about it, look it up. It's a real worthy cause. Get involved. You never know what you might win, um, but give that a go. Right, let's get on to it. So, um, yeah, we've got about 10 minutes to go go for it Jackie (laughs) wow (laughs) well I've got a couple of questions here to start us off with so um obviously we all know that West is the most famous bear in the F1 paddock um and yeah tell us a little bit more what it's like being an Aussie McLaren fan and being out there probably amongst Ferrari and I believe some Red Bull fans as well. Um, well in close proximity. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> yes, they exist. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we obviously met quite a few years ago at the Oz Grand Prix, um, but I think you're uh, the second McLaren fan that I followed on Twitter back in the early days. Um, I think Sarah was the first. So there you go. Oh, look at us. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good must be, being on the, must be on the top of the podium. What, yes. Eight, <laughs> eight or nine <laughs> years ago now, something like that. So yeah, there you go. Long so, time. yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that then, Jack. Um, interesting being an Australian McLaren fan because you, you hit the nail on the head there where we do have predominantly uh, fans, other teams as such, not too many McLaren fans in the early days. And when people would say to me, who do you follow in Formula One? And I would say McLaren. I'd get, who? Who are they? Which, which team are they? Because in Australia, particularly in years of late, um, everybody's a Daniel Ricciardo or Mark Webber fan. But 
it has gained, and I think social media coming along and, and people interacting and so forth, I think social media has changed that. It's almost educated Australians in a way that there is more than just the one team on the grid. So that has helped. And I think we're getting a lot more, it's getting, it's becoming a lot more diverse here as well. We don't just follow just the Australian teams. Um, so yeah, thanks, thanks to social media again. I think one of the big problems though in Australia is the timing of a lot of the races because obviously they're there catering to the European audiences. It means that we get a lot of our races on a Sunday night. Nine, 10 o'clock is not a, a bad time, but when you start showing races at 11 p.m. midnight, 1 a.m. Monday, 2 a.m. Monday, 3 a.m. Monday, that gets really difficult. And most people won't do what we do. We will, if it's a, a race is on ridiculously late, we'll record a race and then watch it the next day before work. But I think most people will just say, I can't, I can't be bothered. I'm just not going to watch it or I'll, I'll watch the highlights tomorrow. So that's the only unfortunate part of Formula One in Australia is just, just the times that, that races are on. Um, but then we have the Australian Grand Prix, which is the number one, to us anyway, the number one sporting event on our calendar. Um, and Andy, you've been to the Australian Grand Prix and, and Sarah, we're, we're yet to get you out here, but it's, it's, it's happening. We're, we're working on it. We're working on a strategy. We'll, we'll get you out here. Well, you know, we were talking about this the other day and, and, and if, if I knew that it was safe, I'd come next year, but I don't think it's going to happen. Unfortunately um, not. Um, yeah. Because um, I'm missing, I'm missing traveling so much. I'm desperate to travel, but obviously yeah. only if it's safe. So we shall see. But course. yeah, it, it will happen at some point. Now, yeah. now, Jackie, one of the best things about you living near the track is I know you and West make regular visits over during the build of the track. So tell us a bit about that. I know you tweet lots of photos, don't you, during that time? Yeah, and um, we do. And it's great because for us, Grand Prix here isn't just a four-day event. It's a three-month event because you have the build-up and you see the park go from virtually nothing to all of a sudden all these grandstands are going up and all the catering is going up and the, the pits during the year are used as um, sporting facilities. So they've got indoor uh, soccer, indoor basketball, indoor netball, um, and then they you just watch them transform into these beautiful pit buildings and garages and, and what have you. Um, and, yeah, like I said, for us it's, it's a, it's a three-month event um, and it's always very sad when Grand Prix week is over because for three months, all you've done is get really excited to have this event. And then all of a sudden it's gone, but it is, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we can, um, go over for track walks in the mornings, in the evenings, and it's just great just seeing it all come together. That's brilliant. It must be, uh, yeah, like you say, very sad once it's over with when you've had that build-up. Of course, of course. Yeah, and this, um, just speaking from personal experience, the day after is a great time to buy loads of F1 merch in Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it, yes, is it, it is. reduced? <clears throat> yeah, it's reduced. 
Um, Although, yeah, Andy, I think I've seen you buying merch every day over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible rumour to start, but very In addition true. to. Isn't it yeah. funny? We always talk about Andy and his merch on these podcasts. Yes, well, yeah. he's, uh, he's tweeted enough photos of it. I don't think it's a secret anymore. <laughs> I, think, I think one day we'll have to have a, a, a one where I go through all my merch and uh, speak about that. So That'll be just, a two-hour podcast. Yes, it will. Special, two-hour special. Just kind of quickly, just to sort of finish off before we have to wrap up. Obviously, um, being that you've gone to the Grand Prix for a, a number of years over there, you've seen it built all the time. I, I guess this year was really gutting for you. Because I know that one of the things that you love to do is welcome everybody to Melbourne, show them around a little bit, you know, and sort of make sure everybody's got that sort of chilled out Melbourne vibe and enjoying it. And to get so close to doing that this year and the Melbourne walk and everything else like that, you guys must have been good. My my heart went out to you guys straight away. Um, But I've got to say, there will be other times. We will be back. Yes. Yes, we will. We will, yeah. yes. It it was heartbreaking, and not just for us. I think we also felt for we had a lot of friends who travelled from interstate and overseas. So you feel for those guys as well. They've gone to all the effort. They've bought flights. They've paid for accommodation, and then the Grand Prix didn't happen. So it was um, very disheartening. Um, but like you say, Andy, you know, at least it did give us an opportunity to show friends around and see other parts of Melbourne that they would not have otherwise seen if the race did go on. So you've got to make the best out of a bad situation, but let's hope we don't have a repeat of that again. Most definitely not. But Jackie as well, just to touch on it, because some others might not know, and I know I've been in conversation with you and Mike, you've been on quite a a hell of a lockdown, haven't you, over in Melbourne? Yes, we have. Um, And it was no fun at the time. I'm not going to lie about that whatsoever. You go through so many highs and lows and you've had some really good days and then just absolute shocking days. But we've now gone, I think today when the figures are announced, we've definitely gone, we've gone 30 days of no new cases in Melbourne. We don't have any COVID cases. So to go from that lockdown to nothing is absolutely amazing. We never thought we would come to this, this, not this quickly. So it's worked. It's all really been worth shows it. its value, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. The hard work was worth it. Okay, great. Thank you very much for being our guest this week, Jackie and West. Um, thanks again to Sarah. Um, as always, you can get us on McLaren Fancast at Twitter and get in touch with us there. And we'll be back next week um, when we talk about the second Bahrain race. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, have a good week and let's keep believing in McLaren. Two to go. Yes, most Two to go. Scenario <laughs> seven. See you later, guys. And thanks Bye. to Wayne.